Oh hey! I'm glad you're here. Growing up in a video store was like living in a popcorn-scented maze lined with familiar and mysterious faces. And as I'd wander among the browsing strangers, I'd pause to lock eyes with Tim Thomerson on the cover of Trancers 2, The Return of Jack Death, and discover him on the back of Nemesis 3 time-lapse. And eventually, getting to the end of the science fiction section, I'd find him in Zone Troopers? And by this time, as far as I knew, Tim Thomerson is one of the biggest names in film. Except for when he was in Dollman, then he was the smallest. Anyway, my point is, acting is a weird profession. One of the reasons is because we watch the job be performed, and we don't do that with dentists. And this is built into their job. As a kid, I had no idea Robert Zadar, Brian James, and Oliver Gruner weren't Hollywood's hugest legends, because they were to me. But each of those actors had entirely different paths and experiences in the same profession. Strange. This is our third actor episode. We've had Sarah Burns with The Tall Guy, Brian Sacca with Soap Dish, and now this. Each guest has brought their own wonderful insights into their career, as well as sharing stories that most of us would never have heard. It's great insight, and this episode is no different. So let's get to it. The film is with Nail and I. The guest is an actor, and this is VHS. Hello, and welcome to VHS, the podcast where each episode is about a film, and the guest has the profession or experience portrayed in the film. I'm your host, Dirk Marshall. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at VHUS underscore podcast, where you'll find original artwork and bonus items on our website, VH-US.com. I had to think about that for a second. Uh, I'm joined in the studio by Galen Howard, who is an actor. Thank you for being here. Hey, man. Uh, people can find you at Galen Howard on Instagram and Twitter, correct? That is correct. Awesome. And then you have a website, galenhoward.com. Yes. Yes. Simply put, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the reason we're brought together is because of the film with Nail and I. Was this a first time watch for you? Yes, it was. Um, I'd seen um, some of other um, uh, the other films from uh, Bruce McDonald, like uh, like Rum Diary and um, uh, and how to get how to how to get ahead in advertising. Um, but this was a first time watch of this, and actually, I was thinking about those other two films and kind of that together. This is kind of like a triptych treatise on like how the any anyone in the commercial media arts is basically destined for to to a a, a road to a dis, to self-destruction and disintegration yeah um it's a film rooted in a real life situation for him he was basically writing about his friends in a specific time in his life they lived in the squalor and people didn't have work and yeah. uh, and they just drank a ton because they had yeah. nothing else going on um it's a film that is heavily loved uh especially in the UK, um, mostly men. This is a film that men absolutely love. I haven't met any women that appreciate it. So if you're listening and you identify as female, please let us know your thoughts on With Nail and I. Uh, the synopsis is two out of work actors decide to go on vacation. That's, that's about it. Uh, yep. at, the, at the time of this recording, you can only find this on Blu-ray from Arrow so you'll need a multi-region player. You could rent it at your local video stores like Movie Madness here in Portland, Oregon, or stream it on the Criterion channel, which I believe is how you saw it. 
Yes, thank goodness for the Criterion channel. Yeah, yeah, I love what they're doing. Well, let's address the players involved. Our director is Bruce Robinson, who did this in 87, How to Get Ahead in Advertising, which you mentioned, uh, Jennifer 8 in 1989, and Rum Diary in 2011. He also wrote the screenplay for The Killing Fields, which is pretty fascinating. That's right, yeah. Yeah, pretty amazing. Our uh, cinematographer is Peter Hanan, did The Razor's Edge, The Missionary, and is still working today, which is awesome been doing it a long time our editor is alan strachan did how to get ahead in advertising waking right. ned divine and return from the river kwai oh wow. yes, kwai. uh actors richard e grant uh with nail and i this was his first feature and that's incredible because his performance is what sort of sells the entire film i feel like absolutely yeah i think when people talk about it i think that's it's his um it's his performance, it's his diatribes, it's his presence in the film that that really is is what um, um, is what gives the film its reputation. Yeah. An interesting thing of note is he's actually allergic to alcohol, so he had never been drunk. Yeah, I, I know that he was a teetotaler, but like he was, I didn't know it was an, it actually was an allergy. Yeah, an allergy. So yeah, it's, um, it's amazing when you see him in scenes like the driving scene, things we'll get to. I mean, it's like, to not only act drunk, but to know yeah. how to act when you're drunk, when you're acting like you're not drunk, the layers to that is fascinating. Yeah, that's interesting. I did. I did also read a, um, a, a you know read somewhere that he did that he did, um, and, and I didn't say that it didn't say anything about his uh, allergy, which makes it all the more interesting. But yeah. um, that he was that he he did he did attempt to get drunk. Yes. At one point, it, you, know, it, uh, you know, to get insight into the character. Yeah, so Bruce Davidson sat him down one night and was just like, you're, you know, you're perfect, your performance is amazing, but I need you to have a moment to reflect on of what it's like. And so he got him to a point of inebriation and then he instantly threw up. So... <laughs> So hopefully they got it in there somehow, but what an experience. Yeah, wow, that's a, that, that's quite a, quite a dedication. Yeah, and then we have, of course, Paul McGann, who's I in the film. Uh, he yep. was in Empire of the Sun, Alien 3, Queen of the Damned, Vampire Killers, and still working today, which is pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. but, but let's press play on With Nail and I. We start with a, a saxophone and a man in his apartment. Uh, he goes for a cup of tea in a restaurant that serves disturbing egg sandwiches. I'm not a big egg fan, so this scene horrified me when the old lady bites into the egg sandwich. Um, oh, in the sp yeah. Because here's the thing. Was there one take? You know, as an actor, how many mm -hmm. takes go into things. I wonder how many egg sandwiches she had oh, to bite God. into. <laughs> Oh God, I can only imagine. I can, yeah. If, if there was like a spit bucket on, right. you know, on, yeah, at, at hand, that sort of thing. Um, oh yeah, there's, um, I actually, I I do, um, I, I, I mean, I'm trying to avoid them for, uh, for their high, due to their high cholesterol, but I do enjoy eggs. And I also sure. do enjoy like that kind of runny egg sandwich. I, yeah. I, I love the texture of egg yolk. Um, um, but uh, but it is definitely um, an activity uh, to be uh, done in private. Yeah, 
<laughs> oh, I you know, agree. That's not something in public. You're not like on a on a business meeting or a first date and be like, you know what? I'll order the the egg sandwich. Just an egg sandwich. Just uh, a drippy egg sandwich. Yeah. In any of your experiences since the time you've been uh, professionally acting, was there ever a thing, a time where there was multiple takes that you were like thinking like, oh, we got to have nailed this by now? Um, there was definitely, there's, there've definitely been things like that, but I, but when talking about like the, the multiple takes of eating, I had immediately think, I immediately think about, um, when I was um, filming this this Weezer video, uh, oh got, yes, that got quite a bit of uh, uh, got quite a bit of play a few years back. Um, yeah, it was a it was a video called uh, "Thank God for Girls." Um, it was actually a, a intended to be just a, a lyric video, but then it it kind of got um, it got quite a bit of um, quite a bit of play. Yeah, um, and even even I think I think it got even more play than the official video just because of this <laughs> this Im this image that sells the video of just me um, me kind of in a suit or like a or like a like a like a like a like a, like a like a blue, um, a blue dress shirt, just um, scarfing down cannoli in a very just sort of obscene way. And so they had this entire platter of cannoli, and oh I think I, um, they really, they this was a, this was a completely uh, kind of spur of the moment idea. They planned it like a couple days beforehand. They they brought me into their little studio and did the whole thing, and and within an hour and just it just had this big platter of cannoli for me and just like okay whenever you know you know whenever you're ready and but not really not really uh, not really pacing it out not right. really you know assume not really thinking through about how how i would feel after the the third cannoli fourth cannoli you know yeah. and so i think yeah I, I i think i had about four and then i just looked up and i said guys i have one more left nice one more and um, so then I think they just did a couple angles of that. And then, it, it, you know, it, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it, but it's basically just me destroying the this platter of cannoli, throwing them, uh, smashing them, you know, yeah. just, you know, lots of cannoli abuse. <laughs> That's great. I have some extremely distressing news. He returns to his flat and I wrote enter Peter Murphy because at this time I didn't know the actor's name, but he really does look like Peter Murphy from Bauhaus. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, With Nail is based on a true person uh, whose name was With Nell, uh, described as an expert on everything, but a master of none. So essentially Bruce says that if, if he said like, uh, if I drew a picture, I'd draw better than you is basically how he talked. It was always if he did something, but he never did anything with his life essentially. Right. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's a perfect description of the character. Yes, and there's there, and when we meet him, there's such a, a rage and frustration. There's yeah. that conviction that anything he 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 would do if he were to do it would be perfect, would uh -huh. be earth shattering. But it's you know it's almost and there's kind of it's never really discussed, but there's all you can see kind of the rage that you know of at the world for preventing this brilliance. Yes, or obstructing yeah. it. That's so true. I don't feel good. My thumbs have gone weird. I'm in the middle of a bloody overdose. And uh, I says, my heart is beating like a fucked clock, which is a pretty great expression. He's sort of yeah. having this attack in the moment, um, which leads me to ask, how do you deal with and navigate 
sort of the ins and outs of a, a profession that can just crush so many people. Like, is does yeah. the rejection get you down? Are you always up for the opportunities? Like, and what do you do to try to keep yourself sane? Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's the constant question. Right. Uh, I, yeah, I, you know, I think it's um, definitely tempering expectation is a big thing. Um, you know, I, from the, from the beginning, I, when, when opportunities would come, I had the certain idea that of a certain trajectory that would follow. Sure. You know, when I, I think when I did one of my first, um, first indie features that had distribution, had a fairly reputable distribution, had, you know, was a, um, uh, you know, it was a, it was a product that I was really proud of. And, you know, and I figured that, you know, this is, this is it. This is, this, this is the natural it's progression. Uphill you know, from I here. do this people, and then it, it comes out, people see it and then they want me to do other things. I yeah. then, then just, then just the phone rings or, you know, they call my agent or whatever. And I, and the offers come in. And of course that's seldom what happens. Yes. And it's certainly not what happened in that case. So tempering that and, you know, and, and it's on both ends. It's, and it's also, and, and either way, it's, it's, you know, you know, life goes on, things continue. You, you know, when I first started getting, you know, opportunities to audition for big projects, you know, you had this idea of, you know, if, if I don't get this, this big life-changing, as I saw it, life-changing project, you know, um, my career is over, you know, and then I, I wouldn't get the job and my career wasn't over. So, you know, you kind of, uh, you, that happens enough times, you know, on one way end or the other, and you just kind of learn to, to continue it. But then also it's just a matter of, I mean, friendship and community is, uh, it makes, makes a huge difference. Just have, you know, this town is with everyone kind of locked in their own ambition yeah. and it's, it's very isolating and having, um, because of how consuming it is, it's hard to have relationships. It's hard to, you know, sure. for all of that. But having, having some kind of outlet, having some kind of way to, of, of way where you can just be normal, where you're not judging your, you know, judging or measuring yourself based on how much you've worked or what level you've worked or any of that. Yeah. That's the, the biggest part for the, you know, the biggest way to stay sane. And uh, you know, fortunately, I don't necessarily have the funds to travel enough, but I think if if you do or if you are able to get the fuck out of town, if, you know, a few times a year, uh, you know, you know, extensively, I think that makes a big difference because, yeah. you know, this is is this is kind of a dystopic bubble that we get trapped in here in Los Angeles in the industry. So I think, um, yeah, having having a way to decompress, you know, because it is you have to you have to detoxify. Yeah, no, exactly. Do you have a, uh, so do you have a, a community of people that would understand the issues and problems that you might have, like other, other uh, actors that you have that you could just call up and decompress? Yeah. Oh, there's, uh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've definitely have, you know, I have this, the short list of people. Yes. I think, you know, it's, it's very, um, you know, because this city is so transient, you know, people come and go, you know, there are, but after a while, you know, there, you, you know, the friendships that last, you know, the, those, um, 
those people that are are tried and true and you know you just have those on a short list and you know there are other people who come and go but there's always those people on the top of the list and yeah and i think just yeah seeing those people you know i mean you know with the last year in quarantine you Uh know having having people having phone calls with people zoom calls that sort of thing just having those people you can connect with i think really connecting with people is the big thing because I think that's uh, I'm I'm going on t- I'm going on here, no, but I perfect. think that's that's what the 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 craft of acting is all about is connection. It yeah. is about human connection. It is about forging a connection with someone else, with um with uh, with some with a with a, with a scene partner, with an mm-hmm. audience, with anyone. It's about fusing that connection. And so when so much of the time is just is about is simply about waiting in the wings for that opportunity it's you know it's just like it's just like a like an athlete being forever benched or right, you right. Know, or anything like that it's just you know it's that that purgatory and it just if you don't find a way to make that to find that human connection it will just it will literally drive you insane yeah yeah and it's, it's kind of, and i think that's kind of what we what we see here to a yes. degree in this film yeah you're 100% correct we got soup. I'm not getting any soup. Coffee. Why don't you use a cup like any other human being? Why don't you wash up occasionally like any other human being? How dare you? At this moment, I eat coffee like it's soup, just out of a bowl with a spoon. Uh, well, with nails going on about pulling someone's head off. Speaking of coffee, you were in a commercial for David Lynch Coffee. Oh yes, it was a. It was a kind of. A f- Official spec. I think it was. It was more like I think my the director reached out to the you know whoever the uh, whoever oh, so. manages the uh, you know uh, uh, media at David Lynch Coffee and was basically like, hey, can we make a commercial and for you? And they were like, sure. And then I think they they gave. I think they featured on their website and that sort of thing. And then I think it got. Um, it's on YouTube. It got to mention Ad Week or something like that. It was really yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, it's a great little thing with you as the controller. I forget what the title is exactly, but yeah, the little mission controller guy. It, yeah, yeah mission was control. cool. Yeah, yeah, the it, mission control guy. It's a fun little. It's a fun little project. It was a fun. It was a really fun little thing. Um, it was the the guy who did the um the effects actually was the actually worked with David Lynch. On, okay. Like, on did the effects for like um I know Wild at Heart and other other things. So that was really cool. That's incredible. That's so awesome. There's a, a, a restaurant here in Portland called Notaguro, and okay. they, they do these like s- sort of like an omakase presentation of like nine to maybe 20 dishes. Um, they do like a hardcore sushi situation. Wow. Anyway, uh, they change the themes throughout the year. And so mm-hmm. I went to the chef, a friend of mine, and was like, uh, what about like Twin Peaks? This is before the return was happening. And he was like, I love okay. it. So he did a Twin Peaks themed where there was like fish in the percolator or things like that. And uh, I love that. And then get this. So Questlove is going to write his food book and uh-huh. he hears about this. So then he Questlove flies the chef out to LA to make the meal for Questlove and David Lynch. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Like, because of my, wow. self, my selfish idea <laughs> of wanting to have this sushi themed like Twin Peaks dinner, he gets to go and meet David Lynch and make his food for him. It was like, it's pretty awesome. And he's in the book too. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. That's, it, that's super cool. What, a, yeah, what, a, uh, yeah. What, a, I love the, I love the trajectory of that, yeah. of that idea. 
it's like David Lynchian in a way, you know, where it's just putting an idea out there and then it becomes this thing so much larger, you know? The manifestation of it, yeah. Yeah. I love that, that's rad. Sinew and nicotine base. Keep back, keep back. The entire thing's gone rotten. I don't know what's in here. Ah! Ah! I told you, you've been bitten! Burn! Burn the fucking kettle's on fire! These two people, they've stayed up for 60 hours and they're breaking with reality. The whole kitchen scene here, the sequence in the apartment, was the scene they used for the audition. Uh, it's the part that got Richard E. Grant was, um, he says some line about fuck something in the kitchen and he nailed that line yeah. so much that Bruce was just like, this is the guy. Um, wow. It's pretty incredible. Uh, do you have any interesting audition stories at all? Um, yeah, there was, um, when, I, when I auditioned for, um, uh, for the show uh, um, A- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, yeah. the Marvel show, um, I, I, remember, I, I remember it was one of those things where I, I, um, I hadn't, it had been a while since my last job. And so there was, you get in that place of that, you get this just sort of, it can, it can go either two ways of either this like kind of desperation or yeah. this just kind of like, or this just kind of fuck it mentality. And thankfully I was more in the fuck it mentality. And, <laughs> um, and I, I remember I, they gave me the sides for the character and it was kind of humorless, imposing kind of uh, like car, uh, card dealer. And I was like, they're gonna go in another direction. That's not me. But then I was reading in the same scene, there was this character that was this, um, uh, they, they, well, the name of the character was Greaseball. It was this like kind of greasy, kind of disgusting gambler. And I was yeah. like, I, I, I was like, what's wrong with this picture? I mean, hello. And uh, so I, so I went in and I, I read the the part as assigned, read it, and they were like, um, you know, thankfully it went well enough that they were like, that was great. Do you want to do another take? And I just said, hey, um, yeah, I hope I'm not out of line here, but can I? Would it be all right if I read the read the other part? Um, and and she kind of just like looked at me, and she was like, <laughs> sure, you want to? And I was like, yeah, I mean, why not, right? And she was like, okay. And so we went through it. I had done it enough in my head that I knew what it was, and so I just did it. I we. I did one take of it and she was like, that was great. You know, I'm just going to send this instead of the other one. This is great. This is perfect. That's the guy. And then, and then I booked the part. I love it. Yeah. That's based fantastic. On that. That's so, so good. yeah, that was, that was definitely an experience that, that stood out for me. And uh, that the fact that they were open in the room for that and uh, that there it just, it, there was a kind of, it was a wonderful kind of just stars aligning kind of moment. It was a really, that was a really cool thing. And, um, and yeah, and it's, um, um, and, and it made for, you know, great relationship with that, with that office, you know, they really kind of, it was a, it was a good, that was a casting director. It was a casting director. Yeah. 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 Well, you want to be good and in good with the casting directors because they can make calls for you to come in. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And they've, and yeah, it's led to great relationships there. Yeah. That's a, a, you know, they're, you know, thankfully they were also the great office and they, the kind of people who remember things like that. And so they have graciously called me. And since yeah. then it's been, so, you know, it's just one of those, one of those great things that panned out like that. Yeah. Well, you have such a great look that right. it's, uh, it's, you know, it's very iconographic in a way, if that's a mm-hmm. right 
if I said that right. Because I mean, you know, there's people that make art of you. Right. Yeah. And people don't do that for ever. I mean, I have two other uh, actors. I mean, Josh Rubin was on the podcast, but he was oh, on yeah. as a director. Um, yeah. But Brian Saka and uh, and Sarah Burns were both yeah. uh, actors on the podcast. And uh, and I don't see them getting any sort of clay <laughs> sculptures or paintings. So. Oh, I think it's only a matter of time. People like it, like. Josh Rubin and Sarah Burns. Well, but... I think Josh Rubin will get him. I think after this last year was scare me for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you? Um, I've uh, I've met him a few times. He's a great guy. Um, yeah. Have you? Um, uh, have you seen all of his um, his little like uh, like Snapchat impressions? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he is brilliant. He's... He is he is such he is incredible mimic. His, oh yeah, his impressions are just absolutely brilliant. Oh, I just I just discovered him on uh, just random podcasts like four or five mm. years ago. And I was like, this cool. guy is incredible. And then yeah. like most people, yeah. you're just waiting for this this opportunity for this talent to be showcased, you know, and then for him yep. to like do essentially like what you just did, just be like, I'm going to take this moment and make my own opportunity, you know, and that's what yeah. he did with Scare Me. He's like, I'm going to direct this and I'm going to basically write a showcase for myself. I mean, it's just and he does it for everyone. And he makes himself the worst character in the piece. I mean, everything about yeah. it, you're just like, dude, you killed it. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Josh is great. This is ridiculous. Look at me. I'm 30 in a month and I've got a soul fluffing off my shoe. It'll get better. Yeah, that's true. Easy for you to say, love it. You've had an audition. Why can't I have an audition? It's ridiculous. I've been to drama school. I'm good looking. Tell you I have a fuck's out more talent than half the rubbish it gets on television. Well, these guys in the film, they're going to the zoo talking about an audition. And he says, yes, he hasn't been on TV, uh, but you have been on television. You were on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, is that, a, is that yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I wanted to touch on something because I, I feel like this is interesting. Uh, what is it like walking into a show where the cast is already solidified versus starting on a project where you're all new day one? Sure. It's well, it, it depends. I mean, you bring up uh, Brooklyn nine, nine, and that was, that was a, that was a great experience, even though I just had, um, you know, a fairly peripheral part in that they were, um, they're extremely gracious. I mean, they had established a family. There was a very, very right. much a family vibe on that show. I mean, they were, it, I think that by then it was its like fourth of its season. So they, mm -hmm. they just, they, they were, it was a hit show. Every, it was a, there was incredible energy. It was a family and they were um, like, no one is, a, you know, it's like no one's afraid of losing their job or anything. So it's like, every, it's, it was a great family environment. Everyone was very welcoming. You know, I was playing one of, um, one of the cousins to um, one of the Boyle cousins to Joel Atrulio's character. And so he was very much like, oh, it's another Boyle. Come on in. Welcome. You know, it was it, it was a it, there was no kind of hierarchy like in that sense. It was really good. I think it it really makes a, a it makes a difference kind of where the where the show is in its run. If it's, um, a, you know, if it's in the first couple if it's in the first couple seasons, it might yeah. there might be a little bit of tension and might you know there is that sense of like are we getting picked up or not you know that sort of thing. So it's it really all depends. Yeah, Joe is, seems amazing. I can only guess he would be incredible to work with. He's incredibly gracious, just a really lovely guy. Yeah. And there was 
um, there was a lot of uh, room for for kind. Of, there was kind of a lot of a lot of spur of the moment ideas of just like, oh, what if they did this or that, you know? So we there was a lot of there was a lot of things things like that. It was really cool. Gonna be so cold in here, like Greenland in here. We've got to get some boobs. It's the only solution to this intense cold. Something's got to be done. We can't go on like this. I'm a trained actor reduced to the status of a bum. I mean, look at us. Nothing but reasonable members of society demand as their rights. No fridges, no televisions, no phones. The boys return home and with Nail demands more booze, which is like one of the biggest quotable lines. His go-tos, yeah. It's like there's, yeah. If, there's, if he hasn't had booze, it's time for booze. Yeah, and they go to a bar and drink shots of gin, which sounds awful, and I love gin. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you were a cocktail, what would it be? Oh man, well, I mean, I, I've always been drawn, my favorite cocktail is the, is the Moscow Mule. Ah, uh, excellent choice. It comes and in a nice- I, I, love, I love mules, I love, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, Moscow Mule is probably my favorite mule, and um, I think there's just there's so much tradition with it. There's that. Yes. There, there's that. Got own vessel. Th there's that incredible kick with it. It's it, it's sweet, spicy. There's that kick. There's the yeah. there's the um, tradition of the copper mug. I mean, yeah. you know, there's what's not to love. That's true. Excellent question. Be pleased to hear Monty's invited us for drinks. Balls to Monty, we're getting out. Balls to Monty. I spent an hour flattering the bugger. There's one over there that doesn't like the perfume, a big one. Don't look, don't look. We're in danger. We've got to get out. Uh, one guy goes to the bathroom and reads some colorful wall art. They score off with a man and then they flee the bar. Uh, right. Their pusher comes in and says he might retire to make dolls that shit themselves. Yeah, my partner's got a really good idea for making dolls. His name's Presuming Ed. It's just to give him the idea. She got a doll on Christmas what pisses itself. Really? Yeah, then you got to change its drawers for it. It's horrible, really, but they like that, the little girls. So we're going to make one that shits itself as well. Shits itself? He's an expert. He's building the prototype now. <laughs> yes. And then, yes. Yeah, and then the pusher... Um, yeah, with yeah, the pusher uh, played by um, Ralph Brown. Yes, he's great. He's excellent. Oh, he's wonderful. Um... Do you happen to know the 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 film he did that where he where he would did a sort of unofficial reprisal of this character? Oh yeah, ah oh, gosh, I'm not gonna think of it, but they just named it in the um, the supplemental stuff on the Blu-ray. Well, well, the sources that I've read is that he was doing a a, a pretty much an, an unofficial um, reiteration of this character in Wayne's World too. Right. Yeah. He said that they got they loved it, and so they worked it into the thing. Yeah, the, he well, yeah. I mean, I I can totally I can totally see Mike Myers being a fan of this film. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, just the anarchy of it, you know. And he was it, <laughs> actually on that same note, a, 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 another um, d a, a divergent thought. But um, he was, in fact, like for that film, I know he was he was kind of. He was kind of trying to get all of his ideas in the room for that film for for Wayne's World too. And at one point, he wanted um, he was he 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 was proposing um, uh, Federico Fellini to direct. Yeah, yeah, it was. You heard, you heard that? Yeah, there's some wild stuff about Wayne's World too. Yes. Oh God. Yeah. That's like. Yeah, we could go off on that. That's <laughs> that's a crazy. That's a crazy story. Yes. 
Uh, also, the actor, um, when he went in for the audition, he dressed like the, the character, like he wore makeup. He he went in there and the and, you know, Bruce saw him and at first thought, like, what is this guy doing? And then he saw him act and was like, oh, I, I get it. Like he's he saw how the actor saw the drug dealer. Yeah. Which it's, is, you know. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think what else he, I, I don't know if I, if I, if I've seen him in much else, but do you know if that's his, um, if, if, if that's his natural dialect? Uh, no, sort of, he's kind of like, I mean, he's kind of acting like a beatnik would in a way, like you're changing sort of, your vocal but that dialect, he has that kind of like, it's like a, it's like a Welsh or Cockney oh, yes, dialect. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. his natural dialect. Yeah. Yeah. In the, uh, in the on the blu-ray stuff there's a bunch of there's four documentaries that i guess aired in like 1999 or 2000 and so right. in there talking about the role and how he got it and everything and he looks of That's course so cool totally different whereas the other guys look very similar but this he's now like you know shaved head or, or bald, yeah i've seen some some things of him recently yeah he was um and so eloquent <laughs> oh very very yeah. uh side note he was also in um uh alien three. Oh. You're so right. Yeah. What a fun! That's got to be intentional. Oh, of course. Yeah. So I guess Fincher was a was a, a was a Withnail fan too. I know. I wonder what Richard E. Grant was doing because you know we would have brought him in too. <laughs> no. Yeah. And him and Brad Dourif in the same movie. I would love oh, that. Yeah. Is Brad Dourif in three or four? He's in four. Four. Right. 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 Yeah. And that's a, a, right. He's in Exorcist three. He's in Exorcist three, yeah. and okay. yeah, and then um, and then Alien Resurrection, and that's the that's, that's right. the one that um, the um, uh, uh, Jean Pierre Genet did, yeah, yeah, where he yeah. brought in Ron all of his guys, yeah, where he got Ron Perlman and Dominique Pignon, and yeah. yeah, I mean, people give it shit all the time, but I like Alien Four. I like I both of them. Yeah, I I, they're the they're kind of the yeah. I mean, they're they're kind of you know treated like the you know the deformed stepchildren but yeah they're, i there there's 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 something interesting about both of them yeah i well i think as a franchise too and i like how we're just talking about all kinds of things but uh of course is that in alien the first one's you know horror second one is action so the yes. third one i mean they keep turn you keep turning it and applying something different because why remake the same thing right exactly yeah and it, um yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, three is almost kind of like a like a future noir, right? Like a Blade Runner kind of future noir. Yeah, and then four is is kind of a hybrid of all of them, kind of almost. Like, there's almost like a little bit of body horror. There's a little bit of everything in there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's also like his whole pedigree of films, where he's just like, I'll do whatever I want. If I want to make a movie about mind controlling ticks, I'll do that. You know, it's like yeah, <laughs> which is a great film too. Get up tight with me, man. Because if you do, I'll have to give you a dose of medicine. And if I spike you, you'll know you've been spoken to. You wouldn't spike me. You're too mean. Besides, there's nothing invented I couldn't take. If I medicined you, you'd think a brain tumour was a birthday present. I could take double anything you could. Very, very foolish words, man. He's right, Bismarck. Look at him. His mechanism's gone. He's had more drugs than you've had hot dinners. I'm not having this shag sack insulting me. Let him get his drugs out. This doll 
is extremely dangerous. It has voodoo qualities. The pusher challenges with Nail to a drug off, which um, with Nail insults him. But that would have been a crazy movie if they had just taken all the drugs they were talking about taking and then oh god, just totally insane. Yeah, um, or the yeah, well the yeah, well there's the bit where they're doing lighter where he's drinking lighter fluid. Yes. Oh god, yeah. that's disgusting. Oh, uh, we get the great line: "You can stuff it up your ass and fuck off while you're doing it." You can stuff it up your ass for nothing and fuck off while you're doing it. Uh, yeah. And then the boys don suits and go to with Nail's uncle's house. Uh, mm-hmm. Played by Uncle Vernon in Harry Potter, Richard Griffiths. He yes, did, yeah, yeah, Vernon, Uncle Vernon Dursley, yeah, yeah, himself, yeah. Like the, he, he hasn't aged between Harry Potter and with Nail and I. It's so strange. <laughs> He's like looks exactly. Yeah, oh like yeah, him. absolutely. I'm told you're a writer too. Do you write poems? No, I, I wish I could. It's just thoughts, really. Are you published? Oh, no. Where did you school? He went to the other place, Monty. Oh, he went to Eaton. <clears throat> Get that damn little swine out of here! But they're all actors. You know, you get the idea that the in the, in the film, I mean, they're they're all three actors. Uh, we don't find yes, out. Yes, how... yeah. His uncle, uh, yeah, Uncle Monty, yeah, yeah, is, yeah, is also uh, a thespian as well. And... We can we can tell, yeah. Yeah, and we don't find yeah, out. Yeah, because how... they're talking about they're talking about theater. They're talking about about there's a certain I, I forget the role, but he's like, oh, you would have been perfect in this part. You yeah, know, there's all of this sort of uh, yeah this this sort of waxing hypothetical. Yeah, and we don't do. ever learn how any of the three started. But no. Galen, how did you start? How did you begin this path to the life of an actor? <laughs> um. It was just it was it was it was one of those things I had uh, I I grew up with artists for parents and so they were always very encouraging of of me finding an outlet finding a way for me to express myself because I was very expressive and um you know I think like a lot of artists kind of kind of temperamental as a child like you know you always needed a sort of outlet mm-hmm. you know and you 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 definitely have you definitely see the difference when you know a child has an outlet and they don't you know and so there was that definitely that idea like okay you know I you know I need to find something and I think my they started um you know in um uh like enrolling me in like you know classes during during the summertime you know like little theater camps and that sort of thing and I really just I I really took to that um, you know pretty quickly and um and then in when I was in high school I um I was in a, a sort of performing arts performing fine arts charter school and so I did I did plays then and then did um did a lot of um uh, did a lot of community theater out of uh, out of high school and um, was uh, was kind of was kind of vacillating between do I get an official degree or do I keep um, or do I keep pursuing just you know stay on this road and like whenever I was trying to you know uh, progress in my studies I was I just kept you know I would I, I would get cast in a, in a little movie or a, or, or a play. And I just kept doing that. And I was in a, there was a certain point. I'm just like, I'm, I'm really just like, I don't need a degree. I don't need, you know, I, if I want to do, if this is what I want to do with the rest of my life, 
I should, I, you know, I obviously, I'm obvi- obviously this is com- what's coming first. So I just mm. need to honor that. So um, I just kept doing that and then eventually moved to Los Angeles um, about 10 years ago. That's great. Yeah. And the first thing that sort of came your way, was it uh, shorts? Was it smosh? What was, what was the thing once you, once you got to the big city? A um, little bit of everything. I actually was doing uh, Smosh is based uh, up north. Oh, that's they, right. It was originally based up north. Yeah, in Sacramento. So before I moved, I I had a lot of my I, a, a number of my good friends were involved with Smosh, and um, they they started putting me in sketches. Um, you know, for about a year before I I moved down, and you know, and then would continue, and then I continue would to do things. I would come up to come up for projects, or you know, would 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 come would you know they put me in things when they moved their studio down south eventually um but um but when i first moved down here it was um yeah it was a lot of shorts a friend of mine named ryan finnerty who's actually also a um a main producer and writer on smosh um uh was uh, did a did a movie called um he wrote and produced a a film called uh, Children of Sorrow, which was kind of a, um, a, a, for lack of a better term, like a found footage style thriller. Mm. Um, and, um, but much more than that. I mean, I, they really, it really kind of, I felt like they were really intending to kind of trans, transcend that genre. And, um, and that was really, yeah, that was the first feature I did down here. And that was, it was, yeah, that was kind of my first real professional job. Nice. They're at Monty's house and I wants to really keep it short. And since you mentioned shorts, I just wanted to talk a second (laughs) about uh, you've done a lot of shorts and you have some that are in post-production now. Uh, As an actor, is it through your agent or is it through other people that you know in your social circle? How are you getting all these roles in shorts? People don't know a lot about shorts as as an art form. Right. Well, it's generally a it's. you know, shorts are, you know, I mean, there's, I mean, of course, there's really no, there's no money in shorts. I mean, the shorts are really there for the benefit of those directly involved, you know, as a calling card for the, um, for the filmmaker, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's sometimes, a, it, you know, they're also created as a, you know, as a showcase for, for the actor. Um, but I've, mainly they come, uh, they've come through, um, you know, they've been things that I've um, submitted to online. There's a number of online, um, uh, kind of, you know, uh, on online poster forums that you can submit to projects. Oh, okay. um, yeah. So I've I've gotten, done a lot of it that way. Um, of course, there's there's not a lot of revenue in shorts. There's not, a, you know, they're they're not big paydays. So you know, you, you know, agents generally won't bother with them. So I usually, you know, they usually come through direct submissions or. Gotcha. Um, or just, or direct offers people who know me. Yeah, the thing I, I think that's great about shorts, because all of those things mm-hmm. are true, uh, but it's a great opportunity to practice and work on your craft and also build up your reel, right? Oh, yeah. No, that's how I, yeah, that's how I, I developed my, uh, my my reel, my showcase reel and um, kind of examples of my work you know for for a good part of my career was just you know through those kinds of things yeah because there is for an actor there is this kind of catch-22 of you know you need in order to be 
considered for roles, you need you you need a reel, and yeah. but you don't you have to get those roles. So how do you do that? And so that's that that's a it's a good way to it's a good way to do that is to get those to get those kind of you know lower hanging I suppose uh, opportunities. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, one thing that. I think is so great about that is about, you know, working the muscle and everything is uh, oh, yeah. I, I always think about this thing where um, like, you know, my wife has a food business and so she, you know, goes on news shows or she does like even an Instagram live and things and things where much like a short, you're like, this isn't going to get everybody's eyes or it's only right. exists for a brief moment in the middle of the day. Who's watching this. But every single time I've witnessed her get, better and more concise and less dead mm -hmm. air and you're filling the space and you know how to do like when you see what the host is going to give you which sometimes can be a little sometimes could be a ton how to like amplify yeah. yourself to meet them at their energy level and that sort of thing so i just want to always put that out there that sometimes an experience might not seem like that's the thing that's going to make me you know brad pitt or whatever but it's the thing that'll make you better what? you know, and it's another mm -hmm. person that you've met and it's worked with. And it's going to be like, you know, who's great Galen Howard. We should have him on this. Absolutely. No, it's all there. Shorts are shorts are great for that. And it's sometimes, you know, when you've been in it long enough, it's, it's, it's easy to forget that aspect of it. And that, you know, the, the fact that those opportunities can, um, it, it can come along through, um, you know, you know, by, uh, by all those different means, you know, and yeah. it's, uh, uh, and, and, and yeah, that's, it's, that's absolutely true. And one of the projects that you have that's in post-production, I believe you made with, uh, Kansas who directed the BC Butcher. Yeah. 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 She has a, uh, yeah, she has a new project. Yeah. A new feature. She's, it yeah. It's insane. It, it's really nuts. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, she's not, she she's still being a little a, a little tight lipped about the about yeah. the about the details of it but i i i have i all i can say is i have seen it and it is it's a it's an incredible watch it's absolutely devastating it's twisted it's uh, it, it it's i i think it's i think it's a project that people will be talking about that's cool kansas bowling is the director we're talking about i watched your instagram live with her <laughs> Yes, I know. She it was it was one of my favorites. I did a number of these like Instagram live chats around yeah. around Halloween, and she I she, I love Kansas to death. She's a she's a good friend, and you know she of course she didn't. I had this kind of direction of how of for the conversation, and she didn't want to she didn't want to adhere to any of it. No, and she no. yeah. I was like, well, let's talk about movies, and I remember she, at one point she just goes, you know what, fuck movies. Let's talk about our favorite Vegas hotels. Yeah. Yep, and, and and I absolutely loved it. I was like, "Oh, this is great!" I mean, I was I was flummoxed the entire time talking to her, but also I was delightful. Yeah, the whole time I was like, "Boy, I really hope these two know each other because this is really strange." Otherwise, it's really strange. Oh yeah, no, we've known each other a while. That's yeah. fantastic. She's great. She's great. She just she is is just um unapologetically you know herself and falls to her own beat and, and does yeah it's oh kansas and it's like either, either you're on board or you're not and yes. I, and that's and i love that i mean yeah. that's i can definitely relate to that it's like those are the kind of people i you know i want around yes so. and that's what i you know i love to champion people like that um mm -hmm. because exactly i mean everything you said i don't even need to say any more to it but anyone that's not following kansas bowling 
go and seek her out. Oh, please. Yeah, she's in she's incredibly um she yeah, check out her work absolutely. She's um she she's not um she's not engaging with her account as much anymore. She kind of made the statement about like, you know, go outside or read a book. Don't don't pick up your phone. So, she's yeah. not really engaging with her account as much anymore, which I totally respect. I mean, I think yeah. we should all follow I mean, you know, we should all we should all be doing that too. So, yes. you know. When when this podcast is over, turn your phone off and go Turn outside. your phone <laughs> off, read a book, yeah, take a bath, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Do, yeah, walk around the block, do something good, you know? Yes. The boys do something good by getting the key from the uncle and cue oh, a wrecking yeah. ball and Jimi Hendrix, because they're in the car, taken off. Uh, in this, <laughs> with Nail, has a device that he plans to fill with a child's pee so he can drive drunk. This is a device enabling the drunken driver to operate in absolute Ooh. safety. You fill this with piss, take this pipe down the trouser, and sellotape this valve to the end of the old chap. Then you get horribly drunk, and they can't fucking touch you. According to these instructions, you refuse everything but a urine sample. You undo your valve, give him a dose of unadulterated child's piss, and they have to give you your keys back. Yes! Yes, yes. it's yes. the first That's, time you see yeah. the bottle. Um, the film is very much performance-driven. Uh, have you oh, read... Yeah things where you're just like oh i know exactly how i'm gonna play this or is it usually mm -hmm. a, a path where you're discovering the character oh i think it's well i think it's both i think it's sometimes I, I mean you're all it's always a path i think sometimes it's i think sometimes it's, it's sometimes you you know you you know you reach that fork in the road where you're like oh it's like where it diverges and you're like oh, I think I need to go this way. And sometimes it's just the same. You just continue on that same path. Yeah. But, and you can definitely develop it. But the, the, you know, there, are certainly, there are certainly times where it's like, okay, I know, I know exactly what I'm doing here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a, a, um, there was a short I did, um, I did recently um, that was all about a, a, a guy who discovers this conspiracy in the um, in the dental hygiene industry, and I and I played this sort of um, this sort of like crazed YouTubing uh, conspiracy theorist, <laughs> and and it was one of that was one of those where I just uh, I immediately I immediately knew who this guy was. I just it, you know there it, this it, this idea of being you know that one step ahead of the thought police kind of mentality. And, yeah. and so, yeah. And, and it was one of those where I just, I went in the room and they, and they were immediately just like, Oh yeah, you know exactly who this guy is, you know? And so there, yeah. So that's always fun when, yeah. you know, I think it's, um, there are, I mean, 90% of the time you have to, you have to work for it. You have to put in that, you have to put in that that like that like work, and you you just you get you accept that. But then there are other times where it's just oh, this is what it is, and you kind of it's like you're rewarded with just like the low hanging fruit. You're just like oh, great, this is this is exactly what it is, you know. But yeah. it's like it's doing it's doing all that like work the rest of the time that uh, that allows those moments. What are you doing? Sitting down to enjoy my holiday. Right. Now we're going to have to approach this scientifically. First thing we've got to do is get this fire alight. 
Then we split into two fact-finding groups. I'll deal with the water and other plumbing so you can check the fuel and wood situation. They arrive at a cabin, soaked and cold, and there's no wood, so they start burning the furniture. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a great scene. Uh, yeah. The next day, they struggle to find wood, and uh, this was about when I realized that these actors aren't going to act, really. Like, there's, no. I picked a movie to have an actor on, and it's yeah. we're really talking about life of an actor, which is a great play, but... Uh, but this is yeah. More you about... don't see much of that. I think I, I, I um, I and I think I remember even I, I think I remember even saying to you when you suggest this film, you do yeah. know there's not much acting in right. this movie. There's yes. not much, you know, and you were like, oh no no, that's mine. I like that idea, and I was like, yeah no, I that's cool. Yeah yeah. Well, because this really is sort of a an introduction, a look behind and into the life of an actor, as opposed to you know like watching a performance uh in the film and being like when when you went on stage in hamlet or whatever because we can do that by just talking about the motions you know like as we go through it right um i mean it's definitely one of those films where i mean if you talk about like um um uh, about Whitnail and i it's like you know people aren't going to say like oh yeah that's the one about the two actors right you know, it's gonna be like, oh, that's one about the two crazy people who just, who just like, who just make a wreck of their lives and everything around them. Yeah. Although, if you're an actor, you'll refer to them as actors because that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But it was just, yeah, it was definitely one of those. Like, I, I mean, I had known the reputation of the film, but I think it was, um, I, I think it was after. Uh, I think it was after you had mentioned it in this category yeah. where I was like, where I was like. Oh yeah, that's right. They're actors. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, I think everything in this film feels cold to me. Like oh, yeah. everywhere they go, I'm like, ugh, it just seems so cold. Yeah, uh, cold and dirty. Yes. What are we supposed to do with that? Heat it. Heat it. Fuckers alive. Yeah, I know that. You gotta kill it. Me, I'm the fire actor and fuel collector. Yeah, I know that, but I got the logs in. They're gifted a live chicken. Uh, I guess the Bruce, the director, really liked the chicken. He thought the chicken was a great actor. But um, but they only had the one chicken, so the yeah. props person had to strangle the chicken. Oh no! Yeah, so oh. sorry to bring everyone down there. Uh, hey. <laughs> uh, at this point, one of the guys dances with a randy cow. That's what I wrote. Uh, that part of the notes. I was drinking beer, so I apologize for that. Um, yeah. Then they're off to a pub, and I wrote, "I miss pubs. I really do." Uh, Before I became a journalist, I was in the territorials. Do you know? When you first came in, I knew you were a services man. You could never, never disguise it. With Nail pretends to be in the army and they get a free drink. Uh, they have an argument with an eel man and with Nail proclaims, I want something's flesh. If I see that silence heap hanging about up here, I'll take the bastard axe to him! Bastards! You all suffer! I'll show the lot of you! I'm gonna be a star! But do they get it? We'll find out right after <laughs> this message. Are you tired of boring food and condiments made of processed ingredients? Then you need Marshall's Hot Sauce. Each small batch is made by Sarah Marshall, who sources from local farmers. Her dedication to knowing the sources carries on through right down to knowing the single origin beekeeper and even the harvester of the sea salt. Each sauce is plant-based, gluten-free, and packed with deliciousness. Annual offerings from mild to spicy 
being smoked habanero barbecue, red chili lime, serrano ginger lemongrass, and habanero carrot curry. Not to mention a rotating offering of limited edition sauces like Whiskey Smoked Ghost, Caramelized Scorpion Ghost, Volcano Sparkle, and even a collaboration with the Heatonist, Bird's Eye Charred Chive Dulce. There's always something new and delicious. Just head on over to marshallshoatsauce.com, that's marshalls, H-A-U-T-E-S-A-U-C-E.com. When checking out, enter VHUS in promo code for 20% off. That's VHUS at checkout for 20% off. And now, back to the show. We're back. So they set about trying to catch fish with a shotgun. Uh, and then they tuck in for the night, nervous about the eel man, who I guess is going to come back at some point. Uh, they hear sounds in the dark and get incredibly panicked, but it's just Uncle Monty. We mean no harm. Oh, my boys, my boys, forgive me. Monty, Monty, Monty. Monty, you terrible cunts! Forgive me, it was inconsiderate of me not to have telegrammed. What are you doing, prowling around in the middle of the fucking night? Well, I had a punctured tire. I had to wait an aeon for assistance. I- I'm sorry if I frightened you. I should have not, but oh, I- I- I'll sleep in the other room if I may. <laughs> Anywhere you like. Uh, yes. Well, uh, uh, good night. The next morning they have yeah. breakfast, and Monty wants them to stay. Uh, one of my favorite lines is by Uncle Monty. He says, as a boy, I would weep in the butcher shop, which is such a weird little thing. Oh, yes. The whole, the bit about, yeah, the, about the butcher shop. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. Yeah. What, what's the line? of so I go, yeah. When you talk about the meat, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of meat talk for sure. Oh, yeah. Lots of meat. Uh, and since we mentioned lines, it's time to play a game. This is. Okay. Terms for acting things that you'll hear in your field or things I made up. Here we go. Number one, sides. Sides, yeah. Is that a thing? And do, de- do, do I have to define them? Uh, as best you could. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yes. Um, um, what's fu- it's funny, I'm actually in an, in, in an acting, uh, taking an acting class right now, um, um, which is yeah, which is I, because there's there's plenty of time during quarantine. But um, right. uh, they at this one particular acting class I'm in, they refer to they don't want to call them sides; they want to call them a slice of life. And oh. um, but I think but generally the sides are um, it's just this it's just the scene that is. Um, it's gen- it's generally for for the purposes of auditioning, but it's the sides that are um, it's the it's the script pages that are given an actor for the audition. Excellent. You know, it's that little moment. It's that little it's that little slice. It's that little moment in you know in which they evaluate your ability to play the role. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, number two, a mark. Um, a mark is where you. Um, is uh, is the the mark on the stage the the point on the stage where where we uh, where uh, where an actor goes per their blocking excellent yeah number three a steve a steve a steve you made that up you yeah made that up. i did after mark i was like well i gotta just go with steve you uh, got it yeah you made yeah you made it yeah would that were you were you spelling that like the name or was yeah. it like an S T E E E V Steve? Yeah, no, I like that. Steve. Uh, number Steve. four, a Steve. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number four, chit. Chit. Yeah, there's another term for it, voucher. 
Oh, a voucher, a, a voucher, a, um, well, generally a voucher is a, um, um, there's like in my field for the union, there's there there are the SAG vouchers for mm -hmm. the, for the guild. And it's basically when you, um, when you perform, when you perform a union job before you join, you're given these, these vouchers. And then at, you know, at a certain point, you're, you're granted eligibility to join the union. Awesome. You're correct. Mm -hmm. And the last one, Honey Wagon. Honey Wagon is the, um, is on film sets. That's generally, it's for the, um, it's, it's generally the, um, the trailers uh, for, you know, for the actors, or sometimes it's, you know, you know, that it's kind of all inclusive, the, the, tra the, the trailers and dressing rooms, the bathrooms, etc. Correct. You win. You win the game. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I certainly hope so. If I, <laughs> if I didn't know those, I would, I would be very, I would be, I'd be, I'd be very concerned. Uh, Monty gives them cash for Wellington boots. So of course they go to the pub and this part, it, they have 30 minutes. And in that 30 minutes, they have two pints and a quadruple whiskey. <laughs> That's a, wow. That is gross. They also enter oh. a, a shop for cake, make quite a scene. And then of course, Monty picks them up and they go back home for dinner. Yeah. Um, how they are not destroyed. I don't understand. Yeah. Oh, this whole thing. Yeah, their yeah. endurance is, yeah. Unbelievable. Monty Unbelievable. fancies uh, I, and with Nail fancies Monty's wine and food. It's quite a conundrum. Uh, the eel man brings them a bunny. The boys play poker with Nail enjoying himself. All the while, I is quite nervous. Um, when I, with Nail is so drunk that he's ushered upstairs, but Monty locks his room. So I heads to the couch, but Monty follows and says, are you a sponge or are you a stone? Are you a sponge or a stone? What do you mean? Do you like to experience all facets of life, or do you shut yourself off from new experience? Uh, right. Monty says that he can have the room, but then Monty enters in the dark. Monty's wearing makeup. Says with Nail told him he's a toilet trader. I was like, what's a toilet trader? And then I kind of figured it out. Oh, I see. I got it. Right. Uh, Monty makes his move. He just can't stop the feeling. Speaking of can't stop the feeling, you're in the Justin Timberlake <laughs> music video. Uh, oh, that's a, oh, that's quite a that's that was quite a segue there. It has over a billion views. Yeah, yeah, it has amassed over a billion views in about in it's just under five years on YouTube. This song was huge with the in my house because my daughter loved the Trolls movie. Uh, she wanted the mm -hmm. soundtrack, you know, all that stuff. Yep. I didn't realize there was a video for it. And so in research for this episode, I look it up. I don't think I'd ever seen a number that large because it's like 1 billion, 350 million. It's like, it's an insane. And so I was like, it's well, insane. Yeah. now I'll watch it. And there he is dancing <laughs> stuff. And, and then you, you pop up, uh, you're like a donut shop owner or something. Yeah. It's kind of, it, yeah. It's kind of the, yeah. It's kind of that, that nor the, normal people dancing premise right. um and yeah, uh, yeah so it. it's a, yeah oh it's it's incredible i mean the song is incredibly infectious it's kind of the perfect showcase for that piece so my questions i have a few for this uh, yeah first i was watching it and i was thinking oh they shot each person individually you're dancing in front of the donut shop that's that's mm -hmm. your whole bit but then at the end you're all there dancing with justin timberlake correct so he's on set. He was for that. He was for that 
bit. Yes, for that- he was for that for the he was for the end bit, and then they and then they shot his. It was like uh, everyone was pretty much shot the same. It was like sure. everyone had their everyone had their their piece, and then I mean I think he shows up in a few locations, and then. Um, and then everyone basically has their little showcase and then they're all, and then we're all together in the end. So you're shooting something like that. And yeah. this is what we call rarefied air. I believe it was Brian Saka that mentioned that uh, when he was talking about working with Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin mm-hmm. Scorsese, you know, it's just like, you're in a place doing something that very few people in the world are going to have that experience. Right. And mm-hmm. there, there you are. And you know, whether you like Justin Timberlake's music or not, he's undeniably a huge superstar. Huge superstar, incredible musical influence. Yeah, he's... And, and yeah. so that person enters the set. Do, mm-hmm. you, do you feel things change in the room? Is he just come in, like, ignoring everybody? Like, he's just focused on his job? I don't mean ignoring, but, like, focused no, on no. his job? Or is he, like, saying hi to the people that are there? He made a he made a very specific point, and I think it was it really was what he knew. That's what the song demanded. Right. I think yeah. he really created that group uh, that group environment. He um, he kind of, he he went he went around, introduced himself um, to everyone individually, thanked them at the thanked everyone individually at the end, kind of you know gave kind of his group kind of pep talk, just uh, like hey you know it's like you know you guys are great, don't you know we're gonna go through the dance, but it's, it doesn't have to be perfect if you don't if you mess up you know, don't worry about it. that's what's gonna make it great you know it was incredibly positive he. And that's and that's the energy that resonates through that video. And yeah. so it was. I mean, it was one of those things where it's like, you know, I think he absolutely was. Um, he was. He was. In, he was incredible. He was incredibly gracious on set. But I think he also knew that people had to have that energy. Sure. If he was. If if he came in and was was standoffish, it wouldn't. It wouldn't work. No, it would stop the feeling. It would. It would absolutely <laughs> stop the feeling. It would plug that feeling up. Um, so yeah, he was. Um, yeah, so that was. It was a great. That was a great experience in that way. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and it was also. It was very cool because it was. Um, the whole. The whole video. I mean, technically, it was. Um, uh, the director was um, Mark Romanek, who's done. Oh you know, wow! Just, I didn't even know that. Yeah, you know classic video music video and film director did you know like the closer video for nine inch nails um it is um scream for michael jackson and janet jackson um did uh um did films like one hour photo and never let me go i mean it's an incredible um incredible voice and uh, yeah and then it was um and it was jody lee leips who's done um it was the cinematographer and he's mm-hmm. done things like train wreck and Manchester by the sea. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it, just technically, I mean, there was, it was such an, it was such an incredible um, group of creators on set to be around. So Mark was directing you to dance in yes. front of a donut shop. Yes. In front of the iconic uh, Randy's donuts in um, Inglewood, California. And are the directions like, Okay, we need it a little bigger, or like, what is what is it like? I've I've never thought about receiving instruction or direction as, as a dancer. Yeah, so he had, I had, I would have a 
I had a little earpiece in my ear because, you know, of course, you know, that played the song because, okay. of course, you don't because, of course, the song hadn't been released yet and it was in public. So they couldn't um, um, they and they couldn't release they, they didn't want the song to be heard by the sure. public. So they had that. And then but then he he was on like an intercom and would like give me directions through that and would just be, you know, would just say like, OK, um, you know, like, OK, uh, um you know, like, come on, man, get funky. Let's, you know, like, <laughs> oh yeah, come on. Like, you know, you, you know, yeah, work, you know, go to the side, do this, do that. And like, you know, okay, you know, give us a big smile, you know, okay, you know, kind of now, okay, really intense, you know, and say, you know, and that sort of thing. And, and he was, and then at one point he was like, he was like, hey man, you want to take a rest? I was like, yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. And he's like, oh no, I'm doing it for me. Ah. That's great. You no, know, he was like, he wants, he, he wants the product to be, yeah. you know, to be top notch, you know? So he's, he was very, he was a very, he was a very cool guy. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, it was, it, it was, it was surreal, but it was, a, it was, it was, he was, a, he was a, he was great to work with. That's good. And he was, he, you know, he likes, he likes natural talent. He likes na like people mm -hmm. who are just, he likes real people. And I think that's what I really appreciated about him like a tide give in to it boy go with it it's society's crime not ours i'm not homosexual Monty. yes you are of course you are you're simply blackmailing your emotions to avoid the realities of your relationship with him another cool guy is monty who yeah. uh, once i tells him that with nail and he are in a relationship he stops his advances uh, yeah, he kind of he, yeah, because he's he's kind of had his eye on 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 I this whole yeah. time, and um and it gets it, and he's like literally having to you know weasel his way out of his grip, yes. and um yeah, and then makes up the story about how he's he's in an affair with with Nail, right. and that with Nail has has kept it um as um has has remained has 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 kept his orientation a secret from him and has denied it in order yeah. to keep that a secret from yeah he makes up this whole story just to avoid his aggressive advances and that's yeah. it's this really wild moment of just that you know, you can tell just how how heartbroken yeah. he is yeah uh, monty is he's he is so he's so desperately alone and yes. i think that that's really the that's really about what this whole film is about of these characters who are so desperately isolated. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the next yeah. morning they discover uncle Monty left in the night, which yep. all, you know, fe somehow feels sad. Uh, that he's, right. He's, he's like so... he's, he's been, he's been rejected. He's like kind of, dis he feels disgraced almost. Yeah. Well, it doesn't mean to say I've got it. They probably just want to see me again. Well, that settles it then. We leave immediately. What? Get your kid together. We're leaving in half an hour. Half an hour? Don't be ridiculous. I need at least an hour for lunch. Uh, they receive a telegram, and I might have a job. So they yeah. set off in a storm to get back. Uh, they pull over to sleep, and I wakes up to With Nail driving, and the Jimi Hendrix song is back as With, as with Nail is driving insanely down the road. It's a different. It's a different Hendrix song this time, I think. Right? Yes. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, now. It's a. Uh, I think it's Voodoo Child this time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're both great. They have great oh, yeah. for the for the driving scenes. Yeah. Uh, 
With nails pulled over and is arrested. I want you to take one deep breath and fill this bag. Are you refusing to fill this bag? I most certainly am. Placing you under arrest. Don't be ridiculous. I haven't done anything. Look here, my cousin's a QC. Get in the back of the van! Uh, and then he's caught trying to siphon pee, I thought. I was, no, no, it was very confusing. Yeah, is that the, ch that, that raises the question, is it the, ch is, is that his own pee or is that his, ch the children's pee that he was talking about? I mean, I think it's, I don't know where the child was. Like, I don't know. I was like, where Right, yeah, he has like a little, it's, it, was it like a catheter or like? Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Of, or, yeah. yeah. I was so confused. Something else that confused me. Yeah. So I think yeah, he was he was he was yeah. I think he was like he was um, he, he was using the children's pee for the for the urine test. Yeah, I think so. Uh, something else that confused me is the Smashing Pumpkins video Solara, which you're also in. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, are you just game for anything, or is it when someone says, "I want you to be shirtless and pour milk all over yourself," you're like, uh, "I don't know if that's what I do." You know, I I love the I love the vision for that video. It was um, um, it, it's uh, the the director is an also uh, he's an electronic artist who goes by the who uh, who goes by the name of Hot Sugar, and um, he's uh, you know really had this whole really incredible idea for this uh, video, this sort of surreal landscape, um, and for, yeah, for that one it was. Um, it was, really, it, was, it was just a, it was a very surreal idea. There's all these like little like surreal vignettes, these like um, different yes. dreamlike surreal imagery that you know that that, that uh, Billy Corgan is like kind of traipsing through. And um, yeah, and there's this one of um, um, these uh, these characters in a in a sort of black lit room, you know, kind of you know, kind of like suntan, like like tanning like in coma it's like almost like a tanning room and yeah. i am pouring um it's actually um a, it's actually a tonic water that i'm pouring on myself oh okay yeah because i did i didn't know this but in under black light um uh, the quinine and the tonic water makes it glow well that's much better than milk Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Though um, it was, it was funny. Um, it was funny when the the director comes up to me and I, I go, he goes, um, uh, he goes, oh, well, you, you you're gonna pour this this tonic water on yourself. Is that cool? I was like, yeah. Is there a way for me to sh like to to wash it off? And he was like, oh, it's just water. I was like, no, there. You know, there's sugar in in yeah. in tonic water. And he goes, oh, really? Nice. I was like, okay. Yeah. 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 Right. There is. There is. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Another music video that you were in recently is the Disclosure video. Yeah. Uh, how did that come about? And that, because it's basically just, it's just a wonderful showcase for you. It was, yeah, it was a wonderful opportunity. It was just, it just came from a, a, a project I'd submitted for online. Um, what, just one of those uh, self submissions that uh, was, an audition of just um, pretty much just what you see me doing in the video of just they just of, of just dancing kind of being the cool guy the coolest guy in the room or is so he thinks and then the and then um, kind of going through these like pneumatic tubes and everything it was uh, it, it was this yeah it's this very kind of kind of wacky sort of like uh, retro future scape and that's also um, inspired by the um, that great sequence in um, 
Woody Allen's everything you ever want to know about sex, the kind of the personification of the the sperm. Right. The and so it's a, it's that it's that concept. It's just kind of a, a version of that concept. It's pretty fun. Yeah, no, it's it's really excellent. Yeah, uh, they did they did a wonderful job with that. Yeah. What's not excellent is returning home to find the drug dealer and another man sleeping in their beds. What are you doing in my bed? I've been asleep. Who is the huge in the bath? Oh, oh yes, yeah. It, yeah. Um, what, what was it? What, what's the um, the, the, the was the, yeah? It's their dealer. What's their dealer's friend? Presuming Ed is that what he I, calls him? Presumable Ed. I think so. Yeah, it's something really strange. Yes. Yeah. Uh, eyes off and with nails with nails still has nothing going on. Uh, this strikes a chord with many an actor that invisible hierarchy of a friend getting a job and you not getting the job. Yeah. Um, for instance, you just got a job playing opposite Richard Mull in uh, Whispers and Screams. Oh yeah, uh, that was, <laughs> that's funny. Um, that's, that's really funny that, because actually that's, it's a, I don't know if that's ever gonna get finished, but that, uh, my friend, uh, my friend Jace back in Sacramento did that. That film, that was actually, I know it says that it's in, um, that it's like in post-production or something, yeah. but that's actually a project that is, I think has been in post for over 10 years. Oh, wow. Like I shot that over, uh, over 10 years ago. Like I'm, I, I, you know, if, if you, if you see, you see the foot, I, I haven't even seen the footage in that. It's like a kind of horror anthology thing, but I have a scene in that. And I think I, and I, I'm, I know I look, I look 12. Right. I must look 12 in that. It's insane. Yeah, the but, pickups. Uh, but yeah, he got um, he got Richard Mull from um, uh, from Night Court and yeah. so many great projects in that. Yeah, um, I yeah I, I never I didn't we, we we didn't shoot on the same days, but I um, oh that's too bad. Uh, but yeah, he was he was in that as well. That's cool. Have of late, wherefore I know not, lost all my mirth, and indeed, it goes so heavily with my disposition. But this goodly frame the earth seems to me a sterile promontory. It's the most excellent canopy, the air. With Nail delivers his big dramatic monologue to a fence and scene. That's the end of the film. Uh, any yeah, final, any final um, thoughts on With Nail and I? Yeah, well, well, well first that comes to my mind is that he, it, um, that both, um, both this film and Bruce McDonald's second film, um, How to Get Ahead in Advertising, both end with um, monologues from uh, <laughs> from Richard E. Grant. Yeah, maniacal kind of you, you know uh, you, screaming from the from the hilltops <laughs> sort of monologues. Yeah, you know, you know, one is one is sort of just pure mania. The other is sort of is both kind of mania and triumph in um, and, and and how to get ahead in advertising. But yeah, it's a, it's interesting that he decided to end his those his films similarly. Yeah, that's so true. Um, okay, we're moving on to the final section. This is the section with just questions for you. Yeah. All right. Are there any common misconceptions about being an actor? Oh yeah. I mean, I. Um... I think, I, I I think the 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 one idea is that um, is that there's um, 
and, th and I think a common a common mix misconception is just sort of the the trajectory of of, mm -hmm. of one is that, you know kind of this this idea that that once you've um, once you've reached any sort of um, um, kind of um, once you've kind of permeated the you know you know or done anything of you know, permeated the landscape or done anything of note that, you know, you're basically, you're paying the bills, you know, you know, all, you know, every month out of the year that you're basically, you've got it made, you've got a, you've got a house in the hills, that sort of thing. And most people are, you know, you know, it's, you know, I think that, you know, they've said that, you know, I think like 99% of professional actors are out of work at any given time. So it's, and it, you know it's incredibly challenging in that way, and you know so many of us are you know finding you know, uh, you know relying on on the this on earnings uh, earnings from past work or or other ways to make um you know to make ends meet, and you know so there's there's really no kind of lateral um uh you know or you know kind of you know kind of forward you know linear uh, you know uh, path for the actor yeah. in that way. I think that's, that I think is probably the most common misconception. Um, yeah, are you on Cameo? <laughs> no, no. I'm, not, I, I'm not, I'm not at the point where I can be, um, where I can be competitive on a, on a source like that. I know friends who, who, are, who are on Cameo um, from their certain, um, I don't know, I, I haven't quite reached that, um, that point of, um, you know, it just, it, I, I think at this point in my career, it just would feel too much like a, a losing, a losing popularity game, um, you know? Sure. Yeah. But it's, you know, yeah, there's, it's incredible that all the, the different ways that people are turning to um, kind of uh, use their reputation or to kind of um, ways to, re, you know, to engage with their fans yeah, yeah. and that sort of thing. It's really interesting. Yeah. I, I, it's interesting to see the different ways people use it too. Cause like Josh mm -hmm. Rubin is on there and okay. I think he donates his proceeds. So he's doing cool. it for like an interactive thing, but also, you know, to do some good, which is always cool. Yeah. Um, I like I, that. That's a, that's a cool thing. Yeah. And like you said, it's like, you know, if you're doing it for a fun way to interact, that's going to feed your life a different way than, you know, if you're like, you know, I'm just doing it for cash or whatever it's going to be, you know, there's different ways to kind of go into something I think like it's that. A, yeah. I mean, I think with anything, yeah, it's really about, uh, about your approach and your perspective. Uh, yeah. I mm. mean, I think that's a, that's a great way to use it as, and I, and I think, um, and I think it makes a difference as far as how people engage with you too. Sure. You yeah. Know. I mean, if you were just wearing the outfit from the disclosure video and you were just like every video you're doing a dance move and then being like, happy birthday, Becky from Sean. Um, yeah. Maybe that would be a little soul sucking, you know, for sure. I think you have to be selective about it. And, you know, not everyone gets, you know, um, you know, I know. Yeah. Things like that. You get to be selective about that. And, and yeah, and do, it's always you get to be selective about what resonates with you, yeah. you know, and I think that's um that's cool. I, I think um, a friend of mine, uh, one guy I know, did a did a thing on Cameo where he where he got all of these like um, random people, like one of the like one of the guys from um, from Tiger King, 
and things like that to like uh, to, to read like um, like kind of like workers of the world unite kind of uh, like uh, propaganda okay. <laughs> like using these kind of like be celebrities to kind of wow. to um, um, to to kind of recite like like pre pre written like like leftist uh, statements and I thought that was pretty funny. That's pretty amazing. Uh, what is a good day like for an actor? Oh man. I mean, a good day is, I mean, a good day, any day on set is a good day. And any, any time where, any time where you get, uh, where you get to, um, where you get to, where, where, where you get to do a fully realized performance and it's, um, and, and it's, and, and it's received and it, and you see it affect someone, you know, I mean, I think that's, that's an inc- that's an incredible time, and and any any time you're you're able to create with someone, you know, and times on set when I've been able to create, you know, and to act with people that I admire, and to have that a real moment like that is, just, and and then to have, and then and then I'm and then when you're on film, you know, you have that kind of real moment. I mean, I grew up in theater where you just kind of you let it go and do all of this stuff, but you know, when you have you create this moment and then you get this sort of souvenir of that moment you had with someone. Of course, you know, hopefully it's been, um, it's been honestly rendered in the post-production process, but right. when you have that moment and you have that connection with someone and you get to, you know, you get to engage in the storytelling process and, you know, and then you, you get to go home and not worry about, uh, and not worry about paying the rent that month. I mean, that's a, it's a good day. And I hate to ask, but the follow-up question is what is a bad day like? Um, you know, I think it's, um, it's a, it, yeah, it's a good question. It's, uh, and it's all, I mean, I think actors are, we're, we're artists in general, we're our own worst enemies. It's so much of it is, is what, um, is, is what we, uh, is what we make of it for ourselves. It's really all about the, um, you know, the, the attitude we come in come in with I think it's um I think it's any any time that you really um that you really let your um you really let yourself get in the way of the process that you let your um um that that you let you let any any sort of um any sort of expectation you know um or or, or sort of ego get in the way of your work, I think, and get in the way of telling a story. I think that's, and and sometimes you have to, sometimes you have to deal with that with other people too. You get that sure. from other people who who aren't engaged with that. I mean, I've I've dealt with people who are like that. I've had moments where I'm I know that I'm not in it, and I I come in with just kind of a chip on my shoulder. I'm, I have to check myself, be like, remember why you're here. And, right. you know, and if there's those moments that you, you know, moments where that magic is broken, I think that's, that's, that's always hard. That's always, uh, that's, that's always difficult, but, you know, then you have another opportunity to do it again. Would you ever have um, days of the imposter syndrome? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, that's. Cause I there's think everybody always that. has that. Yeah. Everyone to some has degree. It. Yeah. Everyone has it. I think you'd, I, I think it doesn't, I think that that's something that is always, that's a devil on your shoulder that I think is always there. I think, and that's, 
it's what motive it, it's what motivates you to to keep to keep in the process and to continue it and to keep being real with yourself is that idea of you know that you know and especially now with social media and all these different things where everyone's able to kind of project a version of themselves and uh-huh. people are like you know oh you know you're, you're you know they have this this idea of who you are and and that you're you're doing you have to present this version of yourself you know that and and you know because no one wants to no one wants to hear about the struggle everyone no right. one wants to hear about that so you have to do that you have to kind of focus on the positive and and focus on on sharing the triumphs and sharing you know the and sharing the good sharing the good times that's what people engage with that's what people yeah. people don't want to be buried with other people's bullshit because they have their own <laughs> bullshit but <laughs> i think um but it's easy to be like who the fuck am i kidding you yeah. know if they um you know people have this idea of of who you are and like if only they knew you know everyone right. thinks that you know and i think especially with actors you know everyone has that there is that front there is that um there is there is a, pers- a level of persona that yeah. you know that you're you're putting out there and you have to kind of be real with yourself of like you know okay this is you know just like you know just like you go, someone goes into an office and puts on a suit and then yes. takes it off at the end of the day. It's like yeah. the actor does the same thing and you have to be like, okay, you know, take it off and put it on the, and hang it up, mm-hmm. you know? No, that's an excellent analogy. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite thing about being an actor? I think it's that I, I get to, as an, as an actor, I get to, everyone has a story everyone has their own story from the time that they're born to the time they die and i get to i you know, everyone's telling that story in one way and i and as an actor you get to tell that story all, you get to tell that story for a living you know and you and all of your um i think what's what's incredible about acting and and embodying those roles is that the parts of yourself that you uh, you think are so ugly, and you know we certainly see that in Whitnail and I. There's the you know these the these people who don't have the opportunity to excise the ugly you know the the ugliness in their souls and that and that part and and those parts in themselves they they're out of work actors they don't have that opportunity and so you you see how that the demons eat them alive and I think when and and, and but as an actor you get to. Um, you get to take those things about yourself that you um, th- 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 that you you see as your most crippling weaknesses and the ugliness that no one else can see, and you get to use those as strengths, and you get to use those as ways to connect with other people and and to tell your story, and then uh, for other people to see that story, to see themselves in that story, and you get to have this incredible connection and those things about yourself that you 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 think are are completely um unforgivable and unlovable and um and are monstrous those things become your your greatest assets and your best friends and i think that's that that's what i love about acting perfect well said cool last question and it's my favorite question yay galen Yes. What are, what are your dreams like? Oh man, um, it it really depends. I mean, it, it it's usually just a it's usually just a hodgepodge of um, 
of different things. Like sometimes, um, well, so often I'll like fall asleep, like listening, listening to podcasts. So I'll have just like the dialogue uh, from those podcasts influence my dream, you know, oh, kind weird. of, you know, find their way into my dreams. So I'm like, oh, wow. Now I'm just like having a, uh, you know, having a conversation, you know, about, um, uh, about, uh, about some, uh, about some weird movie or something, yeah. you know, like I'll be, you know, uh, you know, we'll be talking about like, um, I'll be like in my dream talking to someone about Ninja three, the domination. Yeah. Well, that's a great oh. dream. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's something like that. Yeah, there's there's usually um um you know, there's there's always that that kind of non-linear quality to it. There's always there's a lot of that like, oh, you know, the someone um uh you're talking to someone and then they turn into someone else, you know, that happens a lot to me. Um there's always some kind of um, kind of treacherous quality in it. Like I, yeah, I, I had this one dream a while back where like, just, I was, where like my room just kept like filling with bees. Oh, weird. Yeah. And just like every, yeah. Like I just couldn't, like, I like no matter what I couldn't get, I, I, I couldn't get the bees to leave my room <laughs> and just like, it's like, Oh, there's another bee. And there's like wasps and everything. And it was just like, and you just kind of like, Oh, I guess this is, I'm just, I guess my room is just full of bees, you know? <laughs> That's great. You know, it kind of fits in with the whole, like, you just got to go with it. You got to just, you just got to go with it. It's like, okay, Sometimes this is really unpleasant. I hope, I hope this works out. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess I just, I live in a room full of bees now. I would also watch that movie short. If it was just you and a bunch of like CG bees in a room and you're just, just me, just being with, like, yeah, yeah, just going about my day, just being like in a room full of bees. You know? like, yeah. yeah. You like open the fridge and you're like, oh, of course, more bees in the fridge. More bees. There's yeah. just like a room, you know, there's a fridge full of bees. It's just like, you know, yeah, just like sticking. <laughs> yeah. Just like trying to, you know, find the milk, you know, you know, yeah. behind the, you know, the big cloud of bees, you know. <laughs> That's kind of cool. I like that. I like that. I think, you know, reach yeah. out to some of your uh, people and let's get that. I like that. Yeah. If anyone's listening, wants to make a, wants to make a, a, a weird film about me in a room, uh, you know, a whole big, a big, a big apartment full of bees, you know, hit me up. I, I'm sure absolutely, I would so be down for that. I mean, look, the movie host on shutter was shot over zoom. It turned out amazingly. Let's shoot this Galen Howard B vehicle over zoom they I can, love it. Let's do can, it. They can add the computer generated beam. <laughs> you just move your computer around shooting the different shots. I think, you know. I, yeah. No, I think we're onto something. Yeah. That's great. We'll contact Hot Stuff, Hot Sugar. What's the person? That... Yeah. The, yeah. Hot Sugar. He would definitely be down for that. Okay, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. He has like a, there's like a scene in that where there's like a, a guy in that, in that music video. I think there's like a guy, there's like a, um, there's like a model like on a lawn chair like and he's covered in ants i remember that there oh there that, you go yeah, yeah there's that scene there's really great images in that one yeah we'll call this with galen and bees yes i love it there it is uh well galen howard thank you so much for being here thank you for watching with nail and i thank you for taking the time it took us forever to get this scheduled and i'm so glad yeah i know you yeah um yeah, yeah but you didn't uh, you didn't you, you didn't live up to you you didn't fulfill your part of the bargain we were gonna have a dance we were gonna have a dance and you know what maybe maybe we will uh we'll find out in the intro to this episode um okay 
But yeah, let me talk to my producer. He's got a lot going on in his life right now. And I think if I add music video to it, he might explode. <laughs> but but we'll see. <laughs> but thanks for being, being down for that, too, because maybe we'll just add it, you know, months later down the road or something. I, I'm always down for that, too. Because just so people know, uh, I had an idea because I was watching Galen in, in these music videos. And I was like, it'd be cool if we shot a dance video over Zoom. So then I reached out to an Italian French electronic musician as you do. And I was like, could we use this song? And he was like, let me check with the record label. And I'm just a guy in Portland, Oregon who had an idea. <laughs> and, and so he's like, yeah, we heard back from the label and there's no problem as long as you credit it. And I was like, this is amazing. So then I reached out to Galen and his response was, I love dancing, let's do it. So. Uh, yeah, so yeah. we might we might do that at some point. That would yeah, be cool. That would be great. That would be super awesome. Well, thanks yeah. again so much, Galen Howard on Instagram and Twitter and GalenHoward.com. Uh and you know, check out all I mean, we referenced a lot of things that you've done, but you've done a lot of work that we didn't get to. So there's still course, gems yeah. for people to find out there. hundred percent, yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, you bet, man. <laughs>